Behind the Bite podcast is part of a network of podcasts that are good for the world. Check out podcasts like the Full of Shift podcast, After the First Marriage podcast, and Eating Recovery Academy over at practiceofthepractice.com backslash network. Welcome to Behind the Bite podcast. This podcast is about the real life struggles women face with food, body image, and weight. We're here to help heal, inspire, and create better, healthier lives. Welcome. Well, hello, everyone. I'm curious, have you ever had a time in your life where you felt stuck, like you were not living the life you thought you would or having the life that you wanted? Maybe you felt like you had no way to change things and saw that things could never, ever possibly get better or that your options were limited. Maybe even felt overwhelmed just thinking about how you could even start to make changes to better your life, like it would be damn near impossible to do it. Or maybe you're sitting here and you're saying, yeah, I feel this way just right now. Well, maybe if you've felt that way or you do right now, then I want you to sit back, relax, and listen to today's show. Because our guest today is an inspiring woman who changed her life around, and now she's helping others do just that same thing for themselves. Carrie Tepedino is here to share her story and how it helped inspire her to come up with the One Thought Away Project. This unique process includes mindset mastery, emotional intelligence, self-love, and believing that with the proper mentorship, community, and strategies, anything is possible. She's a walking example that you are one thought away from having the life you want or not, and is excited to support you to have the same understanding for your own life. All right, Carrie, well, welcome to the show. Excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here, Christina. So, you know, for people who maybe don't know you and your work, um, just curious, could you share a little bit about your background and then how you got to the place in your life where you're at now in your personal life and your career? Absolutely. So I've had my personal development um, business for about 20 years. We do personal development work with women. And, um, and the reason I have gotten to this place is because I went through a dark chapter of my own life with my, how I felt about myself, understanding my value and my worth. And whenever I felt, um, triggered or anxious or stressed or overwhelmed, what I did is I checked out, numbed out and escaped with food and eating. So I had dysfunctional patterns with eating. And, um, and it was never about the eating. It was never about the weight that I put on or the weight that I lost. That was all a symptom to something deeper going on, which was I didn't have the self mastery skills around mindset mastery, emotional mastery, relationship to self, so that I was um, treating myself, honestly, just treating myself with love and respect and treating myself the way I would my best girlfriend. Like I was very, very, the inner conversation I had with myself about myself was very different than um, how I would treat somebody else that I loved. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you know, it's so interesting. I'll often ask people like, why are you so different? You know, talking to yourself, Mm -hmm. like the inner bully versus like, you're so nice to everybody else. Almost like, you know, a lot of people who struggle with food and their own body image, they're they're people pleasers, right? They're so nice and kind to everybody else. But then if they were, you know, to say to anybody else what they're saying inside their own minds, it's so mean. And I'm wondering if you were even aware that you were doing that at the time. 
I was aware. Um, now, and you know what we talk about now, when we when I talk about that time, we call it the inner toxic conversation, because it is really, really toxic. You know, the words that we tell ourselves, um, they hit us physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I at the time, I I wasn't aware that it was happening until I was aware. Right. And then, um, but in the, in the space that I wasn't aware that it was happening, there was a lot of programming going on in my brain. Cause I would say the same thing over and over. Gosh, why can't you just get it right? You're not good enough. Oh gosh, you don't look as good as that person in her skinny jeans or whatever it was, whatever the conversation was. And, um, and so I had, a, I had, we called them talk tracks. I had talk tracks in my head that were really derogatory towards myself, but I didn't realize it until I, until I started to, to do the healing work. So was there some point in time where this realization or this awareness, as you call it, happened? Like, did some moment happen or did you start seeking help? Like, what was that moment where you're like, whoa, like, this is happening. This is what I'm doing. Yes, really a great question. So um, I call those defining moments. And I think that there have been a handful of defining moments upon my journey. Mm -hmm. And, um, but the ones that happened right in the beginning. And so a defining moment is what I would say a moment in time where you do have a strong realization that how you have been showing up or who you've been showing up as, or the actions that you've been taking, the choices that you make, you've been making are leading to results that you're, that you really don't want. And so, um, of course, we are the only ones that can truly change our own situations. It starts with a decision. And so, um, so I would say um, there, one of the m- most powerful defining moments that I had was I was working in the, co- the corporate world at the time, and I was a graphic designer in the corporate world. And I had a big project that was due the next day. And I was so stressed about it. I was stressed that my boss wasn't going to like my work. I was stressed that my peers would be thinking um, I didn't do a good job. Like I just had, I was in overwhelm. And I remember driving home from the office that night. I can, I, I see exactly where I was near Manchester Avenue. And I was in my Jeep, I had a Jeep at the time. My hands were on the wheel. And I was saying to myself, don't stop at the store, Carrie, don't stop at the store, Carrie, because I knew my habit was to stop at the store, buy all my comfort foods that I would eat when I was stressed or angry or whatever. And I didn't need them. Like my house had food. I didn't need food. I didn't need groceries. And so I pull into, I pull into my neighborhood and where do I find myself? I find myself outside the store. And like I had done a thousand times before, I was convincing myself, oh, you're just going to, you know, you're just going to, you're going to eat these over a two week period, these groceries, like any normal person would. Right. And I just had all these conversations. So I'm going up and down the aisles, filling my cart with all my comfort foods, having that conversation. Like I had, oh, you know, this is going to last two weeks. Like any normal person, I go, I check out my food, I get it home. And at that time, I truly was hungry because it was past dinner time. I hadn't eaten. And so as I'm putting my groceries away, I come to the the peanut butter jar and I unscrew that blue lid and I peel back the foil. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to have one spoonful. And one turns into two, two turns into three, three turns into four. And when my spoon hits the bottom of that peanut butter jar, my heart breaks. 
right? And my heart broke because once again, I had betrayed myself. Once again, I had said that today was going to be different. Tonight's going to be different. This time's going to be different. This time I'm not going to binge. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to check out. And um, for me at that time, I also was a purger. So I binged and purged. And so I took the long walk down my hallway. I can still feel the carpet sinking underneath my, my feet. And I took the long walk down the hallway to my bathroom where I tried to purge it out, which never actually works. Um, and I found myself crumbled over on my white tile bathroom floor crying. And in that moment, I got really scared. And the reason I got really scared is because my heart was racing. And I knew enough about health to know that that was an indicator that my electrolytes were imbalanced. And, um, and I had one of my best girlfriends from college, her mom had died because she also abused her body with food and, and trying to, you know, lose weight or be the perfect image on the billboard or whatever it was. And so I had a personal experience of if I keep this up, I, I could kill myself, not because I intentionally would be um, choosing to kill myself, but over time you know, like my friend's mom, her organs failed. And so um, that was a terrifying, defining moment for me. And I'm, and I said to myself on that bathroom floor, I said, you have one or two choices, Carrie, you either keep doing what you're doing, and this isn't going to end well, or you pick yourself up and you figure this out and you heal. And so um, looking back on it, like, I don't even know how I made that the choice to pick up myself and heal. I mean, it just like, I feel so grateful that something inside of me found the strength to do that. And that led me on a big adventure uh, all over the world, studying meditation and breath work and, and, um, and then getting very involved and interested in trauma resolution work, cranial sacral therapy. I got licensed in, I became a holistic health practitioner, a certified counselor of nutrition a yoga instructor, a coach, like my, when I got myself to the other side of that dark chapter, I felt a deep, deep responsibility to then go give that away. Like I felt like I finally cracked the code and I felt responsible to help as many other women to, to get up off their bathroom floor, that bathroom floor moment. So, um, that was, probably the biggest defining moment for me, the moment where I really decided to change my life. And um, there have been other moments after that, that were also defining moments where maybe I fell off track and I uh, brought myself back or, you know, I realized like, oh, I'm falling into a slump and that, that negative self-talk's coming up again. And okay, it's time to course correct. Right. So there's, there's smaller defining moments that happened along the way, but that was the big, the big one. Wow. Right. I mean, just to have that realization and it sounds so scary. And I'm sure people listening who've ever had that kind of moment where you just realize, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Or had defining moments like that or probably shaking their hands on you. Yeah. Or, or if you (laughs) haven't had one, um, you know, kind of thinking like, am I ever going to have some kind of moment like that where just something shifts? Um, Yeah. You may, you know, you might not have had one yet. Um, and that's fine. But listening to stories like yours, which are inspiring and realizing mm-hmm. like you can be so entrenched in your, you know, disorder um, and 
get to a point, right, where things shift and change. And it sounds like you, how were you at the point in your life where you were able to actually um, go and study, like you said, all these other kind of modalities and like, was yeah. that something that was difficult? I can imagine other people going, well, that's great and all, but <laughs> I have other things in my life where I'm right. able to go do that. Like, how were you able to, you know, go and right. explore all these other areas where meditation, cranial sacral therapy, all these other things? Yeah. Beautiful question. So at the time in my life, so I'm in my fifties now. So at that time in my life, you know, I was in my twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, and so upper twenties. And so I didn't have kids at the time. I wasn't as locked down as I am now. Like right now I have I have two-year-old twins and an eight-year-old. Like it would be much harder for me right now to go travel the world and go study for months at a time or whatever. Um, but at that time, it worked for me. So, um, and I did have a full-time job, obviously. But what I did is I took my vacation time and I accrued a lot of vacation time to go take the, those trainings. And then, um, but let me speak into like the season I'm in right now, where some of our friends who are also listening to this, they might not be able to go do all of that. Um, The reason I went and traveled the world and just was seeking support and healing like that is because I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. Um, It wasn't accessible the way it is now, right? Like people didn't, Zoom didn't exist, you know, online courses, they existed, of course, but like they weren't the mainstay. Like it's a different time that we're in right now where so much more is available to us just through our computer. And so like that wasn't really an option then. And so um, like social media wasn't around like it is today. Like it's different today, right? But the, the, um, what I always say with the business that I have today, which is in women's personal development, I always say that it birthed itself. Like the business I have today literally birthed itself because it was what I needed at the time, but I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, it didn't start off online. Like now we're a global business. It's all it's online with like in-person retreats for our clients and stuff. But at the time, what happened was I got, I had I launched this business as a brick and mortar. So in my local community here in Southern California, I had an actual brick and mortar clinic where people walked in the door and they saw me in person, which doesn't always happen all the time now, right? And so I had that business. Goodness, I had that business like eight to ten years before I before probably eight years before I realized this whole online business model. And then I realized like, wow, if I move my business online, I can actually help people all over the world. And so, um, so I've been totally online for about 10 ish years. And so, um, and, and I honestly believe this business did birth itself because I couldn't find this. I couldn't find a community of women that were also focused on transformation, that were willing to be in contact with each other consistently and and the high level mentorship and the strategies that helped, um, that would help get me up off that bathroom floor, right? And so I loved graphic design, but I, I walked away from that career. I loved it. But I walked away from that career because I, I just understood once I broke my habits, I understood that um, that 
there was a different calling on my life to then go help other people. So people are listening to Okay. So if I would have come into your brick and mortar back then, like mm-hmm. what kind of help would you be providing them? And, or if they go online um, and find you, like what kind of help are you providing women? Yeah. So we don't even have the brick and mortar anymore. We closed it down so long ago. Um, but what ended up happening at the end of my having that, that brick and mortar, um, clinic was, uh, I was doing a lot of, I actually ended up doing a lot of trauma resolution and coaching work. So then it ended up being pretty easy of a transition online because more and more people were coming in to see me in person for the mentorship, for the coaching. And so then it was like, Hey, you guys, like, this is now available online. You can do it from any time zone, any zip code, you know, like is it actually became much more accessible, which was really beautiful. Um, once we moved it online. And so, um, the online, the, the work that we do online is we do group coaching for women and, um, and one-on-one coaching for women. And so our, our signature program is called dream life accelerator. And it's, it's focused on really helping women, um, realize number one, who do I want to be? Like, who do I want to be as a woman I respect in this world? And number two, what do I want my life to look like? And so everything we do, we have the, um, so I'm the CEO and founder of the One Thought Away Project and the book, the One Thought Away book, I'm the author of, but it's like, you're, you're one thought away from changing your life today or not. You're one thought away from changing that inner, inner toxic conversation with yourself today or not. You know, and so we we have the one thought away five step process. Number one is mindset mastery, really helping women reprogram that that inner conversation and what they believe to be true about themselves and what they're capable of. Number two is the um, emotional mastery piece, so that there's a regulation, an emotional regulation that um, women they have a tool around it and they know that they can, they can regulate themselves around their emotions and not be high, high, high and low, low, low and high, high, high and low, low, low. And so really creating a healthy relationship with their emotions. Number three is relationship to self. How am I treating myself? What's what rituals do I have in place in the AM and in the PM? You know, what am I eating? Am I moving my body? You know, do I put myself last and hope that I have it's an ounce of time and energy left for me at the end of the day? You know, so really reworking those um, those boundaries and those structures. And then the fourth step is becoming and staying present. And what this means is no longer checking out, escaping and numbing out. That for me, it was food and eating. Um, for other people, it might be social media, it might be online shopping, it might be gambling, it might be that extra glass of wine or whatever it is. But learning like, hey, I have the skills to sit with, even if I have a rough day, I have the skills to sit through it. I don't need to check out Escape and Numb Out from it anymore. And then the fifth step is this learning to sustain the transformation. We're really, really adamant that we um, were here to support women in knowing that they get to be the hero of their own story, that they have tools in their toolbox that they can leverage today, tomorrow, next month, next year, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, that they really understand 
that they can transform their results. They can transform their life. And if they did it once, they can do it again. If they did it once, they can do it again. So that they don't get scared, like gripped with fear that, oh my gosh, I was able to create this result, but what if I lose it? Or I'm not even going to go for it because I've tried in the past and I've, I've gotten a great result, but then I didn't sustain it. And then more people saw me as a failure. Like we want women to know that you can, you can transform your life and you can sustain those, those breakthroughs. You can do that. Um, but it's the inner work that's going to help them learn to do that. Okay. So, um, so is this something that's done like on their own pace or is this something that you pace for them? Yeah, great question. So um, we we open the doors to this program twice a year. It's a year long um, for this program specifically. We have shorter programs as well that we do a couple times a year. But for this one, it's twice a year. It is, it's, it's um, like the group calls happen at the same time every week, but then the one-on-one calls, they book according to their schedule. They come on to the um, online community according to their schedule. We do two retreats a year. Those are scheduled out. So it's it's designed for the busy woman um, who, you know, might have like a lot going on like I do. I mean, I have a very successful business. We just, you know, we launched a book last year that, you know, the number one best-selling book. I have three kids. Like, there's a lot going on. And like attracts like, right? So I know I attract women who probably have a lot going on or think they have a lot going on. And so it's easily, it can easily be um, folded into a busy schedule very easily. Um, But, um, you know, if someone says that they're really busy, they're too busy to change their lives. or They're too busy to um, focus on themselves. I know that time isn't usually the issue it's usually an intimacy issue. And what I mean by that is they're probably not slowing down enough with themselves to get intimate with themselves, to get really curious and curious about who do I want to be and what do I want? It's like, oftentimes if people have like not enough time to focus on themselves or not enough time to create their own dream life, I'll get, I'll get to my dream life once the kids have graduated college or gone like left for college or my grandkids have left for college or whatever. Um, it's usually because they're not slowing down to go quiet with themselves about what do they really want. And there's other reasons, like they may be too scared to look at that or too afraid to look at that because what if I never get it? Or um, what if it seems too difficult to get? Or how would I ever do that? Right? So there's usually stuff tied to it from childhood, some you know beliefs or fears usually accumulated between three and eight years old tied to our fears that keep us holding back from stepping into our potential. Now, is that something you dive into with people? We do. Yeah. And, you know, um, you know, sometimes like we've had, I had this one client, Danielle, she was a therapist. I have lots of therapists as clients, Um, but she was a therapist herself and she totally believes in her craft, right? Like as therapy, she believes in therapy. And so she would get therapy. She was a she's one of the most brilliant minds I ever met. But she get therapy herself as well. But she said she came into our program. She was ten months in, and she said, "I touched on things in this program that I have never even touched on in twenty years of therapy." And so um, I think the reason is is because we do something called coactive coaching, 
And with coactive coaching, we really see ourselves as a partner to our client who really becomes like a sister to us. Like we're her partner. We're partnering with her to create transformation in her life. We don't want to be her hero. We want her to be her own hero. So she really believes in herself. We say, we're just Yoda. You're Princess Leah. Like you get to go be the hero of your own story. We're just the guide, right? We're just the guide. And so um, I think because we do that approach that um, many women feel very safe to do some of the deepest work they've ever done and to get to get results that maybe they hadn't touched on before. And so is this, do you have like a team or is it just you or? I have a team. Yeah, we have a team of coaches and I have, I have a team, you know, we have our client care specialists and the team is amazing. Our team is, um, our team tends to stay with us a really long time because they feel so honored and humbled to be a part of this work. And, and they hear the testimonies from the women in our community who really do become like family to us and they hear the testimonies and, and for them, it really feels good to know that they're like, even if they don't have direct contact with our clients, if they're not in a position like that, it feels really good to them to know that the work they're contributing is making a difference. I'm thinking of one of our teammates who lives in the Philippines and, um, and has said, been with us for I think nine years now and has and is focused on like helping get emails out and stuff like that and and not in touch with our clients and has said it just like it's made such a difference in their lives to know that they're they're a part of something bigger right it's it's really beautiful it's very powerful and so um people are wanting to learn more about this um so obviously you've shared you know, just the tip of the iceberg, yeah, obviously. Um, yeah. Is there anything where people or any place people can go to learn more about you or website oh. or any kind of literature, anything? That- Beautiful. Yeah. So they can go to onethoughtawayproject.com, onethoughtawayproject.com. You can also go to Amazon and just um, the book is called One Thought Away, but we want to offer a guide. Um, I know that we're going into the holidays and the holidays can be really stressful. Should we talk about the guide right now? Is this the time or not yet? Okay. Just knowing that, um, like for me, when I felt really ungrounded and uncentered in myself and how I was treating myself and, um, the holidays weren't always an easy time, you know, and, and we're actually now in the holidays now. And, um, it was a time where there was more temptation for me with eggnog and rum cake and checking out, escaping and numbing out with food and eating. And, um, you know, relatives would come to town or I'd be with relatives. And maybe there was some strain there. And so it, it wasn't always an easy time for me. And so I would, I would often go into a state of overwhelm and the overwhelm would once again, trigger my inner toxic conversation and my choices of how I would treat myself that weren't, weren't loving. And so we wanted to gift um, your community. We wanted to gift you guys the ultimate guide to overwhelm, to managing overwhelm, because it's an awesome guide. It's for free, but it is so good. We've had so much feedback. Thousands and thousands and thousands of women have downloaded this guide and they have shared with us that it was really thorough. It's very quick. 
It's very to the point. It has information in there that is going to help you understand maybe why you go into overwhelm, but also how to quickly get out of it and how to shift and change those patterns. And uh, we've had countless women that have told us that just that that guide alone was so powerful for them. So we wanted to give a holiday gift to all of our friends here to to go get that for free and go download that for free. Well, that's amazing. Thank you for that. So that'll all be in the show notes as well. So thank you. That's wonderful. Because that is perfect. The holidays are overwhelming for, I mean, a multitude of reasons, whether it is actually the food or, you know, buying gifts or traveling or family or being alone, or we could name 10,000 things, but um, so many things. Yeah. (laughs) That's fantastic. Thank you. Um, Is there any last final words you have for anyone who's listening? I know you've been through this whole journey yourself and you've watched so many women, you know, go through many things in their own journey. So I don't know if there's anything for the audience that you have as last final words. Yeah. What I would want to say for our friends is um, it's never too late. You know, whatever your current, whatever your current age, whatever your current season you're in, in your life, your current economic status or political status or size or shape or whatever, I promise you with the right support, with the right strategies and support in place, it's never too late to change your life. It's just never too late. I am so adamant about that. And, um, you know, I think one thing we really believe in in our community is that age is just a number. I mean, I had my first son at 42. I had the twins at 48. Like, I, we don't believe in age as in that needs to hold you back. And I believe that um, this work is actually really age defying. I look and feel much better in my 50s than I did in my 20s. And so um, I just want to share with our friends that what, you know, if you are ready to transform your life, it, it just starts with a desire and a decision to do what you can to get the right people around you, get the right support, get the right strategies. And you found this podcast episode for a reason. Like there's something inside of you that is ready for more. And and maybe you don't even understand you're made for more, but there's a want for something different. And you found this, this episode for a reason. So trust that. Just trust that. Trust that you were brought here. There are no mistakes. Trust the process. And, um, and I would say, go get the guide. That's a great first step. Go get the guide and, and just go through it and see what stands out to you. Like what nugget in there is wanting to, to give you a message to help you get to your next step is what I would say. That's a fantastic message. I think that's absolutely true. Sometimes you hear things and you don't realize that, you know, it's going to have an effect on you later. So yeah, absolutely. So true. So true great message. And again, thank you for sharing that free gift. I think um, it's very valuable. It sounds like it's perfect timing, like you said. So um, yes, again, thank you for all the great work you're doing and all the lives you're helping. So um, Uh, thanks, Christina, you too. You're doing amazing. I love this podcast. And so um, I always appreciate when people are really passionate about giving value to their, their audience. So I know you don't take it lightly who you bring on. So thank you. No, you're great. So we need, we need more healers and more helpers out there for sure. So um, thank you for sharing your message. And um, again, you know, as you go into the holidays, I hope you and your family uh, enjoy them. And again, thank you for being on here. 
Thank you so much. Happy holidays, everybody. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is given with the understanding that neither the host, the publisher, or the guests are rendering legal, accounting, clinical, or any other professional information. If you want a professional, you should find one.